0: Welcome to 8 Minutes to Chew On. In just 8 minutes, we'll deep dive into the message preached on Sunday. Together, we will engage in thought-provoking insights, practical applications, and inspiring takeaways. Join us as we digest each sermon nourishing our minds, hearts, and lives with the transformative teachings of Jesus.
1: Welcome again to our eight-minute segment, eight minutes to chew on, and in this time we talk about the sermon from Sunday, and the idea is just to go a bit deeper and give you some more more to chew on during the week, and we're trusting that as you do that, that you'll go really hear what the Spirit of God is saying to you from week to week as we go through the series. Yesterday we looked at Matthew chapter 5, and uh, let me read it for you. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Pastor? Welcome. Thank you very much. My first question to you is that, um, you know, when we talk about hunger and thirsting, practically, when I'm hungry, I go and I grab a, a fruit <laughs> out of the, oh, yeah. and I eat, eat something. Or I've seen I'm, you do that. Jack. <laughs> or when I'm thirsty, I go and run with some water and I drink some water. But when it comes to our spiritual lives, what does that practically look like? You know, when you say to me, what am I going to do when I hunger for righteousness, what am I going to do with our thirst for, what, what practically what does that look
0: like? You know, I think for me the word that comes immediately to mind is discipline, Nick. Uh, I don't want to say that you always eat fruit and always <laughs> drink water, but let's not go there today. But I think the discipline is that when you're hungry, what do you eat? You, 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 you eat the right things, so, so that's first discipline. But the other discipline is, you know, I know when I'm physically hungry. That I've got to eat otherwise I I go but sometimes I don't realize quick enough when I'm spiritually hungry mm. so we go down this spiritual starvation uh, um, road uh, trend And then suddenly we realize that, hey, I'm a bit cold towards the Lord again, or I'm not as involved, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, and those kind of things. I think it it comes down to the word discipline. You know, you get up in the morning, people say to me, do I have to read the Bible every morning? Do I have to pray every... I, I don't think God sits with a scorecard. But I think that discipline to regularly read the Word, to regularly pray, to regularly worship outside of our church services, that discipline... And, 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 like I said yesterday as well, is the, the two good questions to ask when you read the Word of God. What does it say about God? Obviously, the Spirit, Jesus, and the Father. And what does it tell me to do? What does it mean? What does it tell me to do? Because the question I asked yesterday is, what will we be filled with? And I know that most of us have never asked that question, you see. So I think right, uh, that hunger is, is, is something that uh, it's a discipline. Because physically I feel it, but spiritually I maybe only realize it a little bit down the road that I'm not what I was, I'm not on fire. So the discipline to eat physically twice, three times a day, also to feed spiritually will bring on uh, what God requires from us.
1: Let me ask you an a, a on-the-spot question. You know, I, I think that one of the challenges we sit with in with, our know, Christian lives, we've got so much, podcasts. YouTube videos, worship wherever you want it, Do you know, all, would you say, and here's my question, that maybe one of the most important things that lacks in our spiritual food is the Word?
0: Absolutely, you know, there, there are little devotionals you can get, and, they, and, they, and, they, and they're fine, but I think those kind of devotionals are to read at night when you're tired mm-hmm. maybe, or a, a lunchtime, or a quick thing on the plane, or, or whatever, you know, I don't know if they really feed us because it's like a blessed thought. You know, I, I I remember as a kid, I had all these kind of things that I wanted to do. I had cards with verses on and I'd flip through them and, and all this stuff. But I think for me, the best place to grow is to consistently read through chapters and books and maybe the Old Testament, the New Testament and so on. And get yourself a good study Bible. NIV Study Bible or others, which gives you a little bit of explanation. Take a little bit of time. Ask the question, what does this mean? I think all these little devotionals have got a place, but I don't know if they feed us as much as self-study and regular reading through different books or what does God say about forgiveness and look it up. What does God say about certain topics and look it up. Uh, But reading the word consistently is probably the best thing to do.
1: So if you want to get spiritually fit, like you would do naturally, uh, and you're sorting out your diet, maybe what you need to do is get a bit more of God's Word into your life. You might become a lot more spiritually fit. I regular a, training. Regular, right? regular it's, it's, training. Like, it's like
0: yeah. me. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not as consistent as I used to be. I want to be at the gym. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, every time I go there, I'm super tired yeah. You know, because I don't do this every day. And, and the more I do it every day, the more I feel, I feel like, yeah, I'm getting stronger and fitter. Spiritually, it's exactly the same.
1: So as we conclude
0: on this this
1: um, first point, my question to you is, you know, every day, there must come a point in our day where we say, what has God said to me today? Hmm. And that's going to come out of your devotional time with God hmm. and His Word. So we encourage you to get serious about God's Word. Mr. the second question was, um, there, there, there's something that you brought out in the sermon, which is absolutely amazing. Righteousness. Because of Christ. Hmm. Our positional righteousness. is not about what I've done or not done. It's not about how much I read my Bible. It's I'm right Hmm. because I put my faith in Jesus Christ. I don't know if you want to expand just a little bit on that. Because we need to get that as believers. We need to really understand that.
0: Yeah. I I, I think once you get it, Nick, you've got to get it. But once you get it, there's a whole new dimension to your walk with God. You know, um, you learn as well that once you understand your positional righteousness, It is easier to deal with your failure as well. You know, And I'm not saying that we shouldn't. I, I'm very much for asking for forgiveness and not. But I think your positional righteousness, I often come back to that in my own life as well. To say, hey, Rulof, you have been declared righteous. So after you've sinned and asked for forgiveness, remember your status. Mm-hmm. It is like your family name. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, My dad used to say, you're a quant, and a quant behaves in, in a certain way. A Christian behaves in a certain way because he is a Christian or she is a Christian. So positional righteousness is, is the most, I think, the most liberating thing about my faith is because otherwise we will always be like this. I'm good. I'm not good. I'm good enough. I'm not good enough in my walk. But the, the fact that I so totally thank God for the fact that I am a believer, I am right with God. Like I said, God puts his glasses on and his glasses are Jesus. He looks at me and says, saved liberates me. And that that position is so, so different. I am a son of God.
1: Yeah. Now, you may be looking as we close. Here's one question. You may be watching and you go through that cycle of, you know, you do something, you sin, and now you feel that you're not good enough, and and, and your relationship with God is up and down based on your failures. How would you encourage a person like that to to view their position with God and to deal with their failures?
0: Yeah, I, I think the sooner you say, I'm sorry, the better. That's how I deal with my failures. The sooner I'm saying, I'm sorry, Lord, and then I repeat, I am a son of God. I am a child of God. I am forgiven. Those kind of truths help me then to deal with the guilt because sometimes I ask forgiveness, the guilt lingers a little bit. And, and the guilt is confess your positional righteousness mm-hmm. to deal with the guilt after you've said you're sorry.
1: Amen. Our encouragement to you today is get into the word so that your practical righteousness can be if we're satisfied through your practical righteousness and then live in the positional righteousness that you have in God, God loves you. Uh, you're right because you put your faith in Christ and you will overcome sin. But don't move away from God because of that. Have a fantastic week. Uh, enjoy the podcast and we'll chat again next week.
0: Thanks for joining us. If you have any feedback, please let us know in the comments. To watch the full sermon, you can click the link in the description and we'll see you next week.